whatever I face today is better than I deserve. Hi, this is Kelly Doherty. You know, one of the joys that's been mine being on staff at His Hill for all these years has been watching so many people come to know Christ as their life and then continue to grow in Him. Well, that's been the case with our guest for today, Connor Patterson. I've known Connor since he was a kid coming to camp and then becoming a Bible school student, eventually coming on permanent staff along with his wife, Jewel. So it's really neat for me to have him now lead us in a devotion from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Hey guys, it's good to be with you. My name is Connor Patterson and I'm the camp director here at His Hill and one of the resident Bible school teachers during the Bible school year. Um, I also lead some of the outreaches that get to go out. And so if I know you, then it's, uh, it's been, it's, it's going to be fun to get do a little devotion with you guys. And if I haven't got to meet you yet, then I hope um, that we can just be encouraged together in God's word. So one of the truths that God has been presenting throughout classes and, and, and throughout camp and really just throughout my, my personal life a lot recently is a passage in 2 Corinthians. So if you're following along and you have your Bible or if you have your phone or if you're driving, don't do any of those, just, uh, just listen. <laughs> but if you have a, the Word of God, then you can open it up. And uh, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians and a couple verses here uh, in the very first chapter. And it says in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And the beginning of this book, Paul writes this letter and, and begins with an affirmation of what is true about God, theologically, academically true about who God is. He is the Father of mercy and he's the God of all comfort. And I think of you know those two words, merciful and comforter. The first thing that pops to my mind when I think of mercy is, is there's a, a, I guess, a painting. It's, it's kind of a drawing, kind of both, I guess. Uh, it has some writing in Charlie's office, and it to paraphrase it badly, it just says, whatever I face today is better than I deserve. And that attribute of, of God being merciful stands out to me that whatever comes into my life today, the hardship of it, the blessings even of it, all of it is better than I deserve because God is merciful. It's who he is. It's, it is a part of his character. Um, you know, in, in Hebrew, the, you know, the father of, it's the originator, right? It's the beginning of, uh, so he is the author of mercy. There is no mercy apart from God. He's the very definition of merciful. And he does not give us what we deserve. Praise God for that. I hope we are all are smiling just with that simple reminder that God is merciful. But then Paul goes one step further. He says, and that he is the God of all comfort. And really this still being theologically true of God, he is not just merciful. He is not just mercy, but this is an attribute of his grace toward us, that, that God is full of grace. He is grace. Uh, and he comforts us. He, this is, this is, you know, who he is. He is our comfort and he actively comforts 
us. But the only way that we really know that experientially, that, that God is both merciful and that he is our comfort, is through the avenue of trials, hardship, and tribulation. And those avenues move us from just a theological reality of God to the experiential and the transformative work of God in our heart. So he wants to, not just a he wants us to know who he is academic, you know, like like theologically, that is absolutely important. But he doesn't stop there. God's work is always redemptive, it is always personal, it is always transformative into our heart. And the thing that we don't like about that is unfortunately the 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 best way, the the truest, most pure and simple way that we realize that God is merciful and God is is our comfort is in the reality of hardships, trials, tribulations, all the synonyms that that can go with that. But God is present. God is there. And God's desire is to transform our hearts through that in his mercy, in his comfort. So at that point becomes the choice of the individual. Will we allow him to comfort us? Will we turn to him for our comfort? Will we turn to him and, and receive his mercy in our griefs, our trauma, our pain? And when we do, we find a near, we find a trustworthy and a generous father. Uh, in my Bible, I keep a, uh, from, from a book, it's a, it's a replica painting of Rembrandt's work, uh, one of the paintings that Rembrandt did, uh, The Prodigal Son. And in that painting, as I hold it up here and just, you know, looking at it again, I, I keep it in my office and I keep one in my Bible as well, because it's just such a beautiful painting. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful reminder of uh, really the reality of God's character that we experience when we choose to trust him at work in our hearts. And so, you know, the story probably, you know, the prodigal son, he basically says, father, you're dead to me give me my inheritance now, runs off, squanders it completely ruins himself and in the in the the depth of his despair thinks you know to be a slave in my father's house would be the best you know possible thing right now even being a slave would be just the best thing so he begins his journey back and in the painting is when the father meets the son who has been gone for so long and the spotlight of the painting is is not of the sun. You you actually don't see the sun. The, the son's face is buried into the chest of the father. Um, there's there's some people in the background, but they're darkened. There's the older son, but but the side of his face is, is all that you see. The full focus of this painting, the spotlight, is of the father. And the father's embrace, if there is you know words to describe it, his his posture is is kind. It is generous is gentle, but most of all, is comforting. And he receives his son after, and really in his despair and in his heart hardship, as the son chooses to turn back to him, he receives him greatly and comforts him and, and just brings him into his near presence. And so God is, God is faithful. God is so faithful to be our comforter, no matter the pain, no matter the tragedy, and no matter the trauma. The cross is deeper, it reaches deeper than any pain and corruption and heartache 
that we've done to ourselves or that sin can bring into our life. And so when we return to God, when we choose to turn to him in our despair and and we come into his presence, we meet a merciful comforter who is better than we deserve and gives us comfort far greater than we could ever give to ourselves. But that's not all. This passage, as, as it goes on, so back to the Corinthians says, so God is the father of mercy. He's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction. So what we just said, all of God's comfort, all of his grace meets all of our affliction. There's not one affliction, one pain, one trial, one tribulation that's going to outmatch um, way more than the cross of Jesus Christ and, and, and the reality of his resurrection. But there is one step further that we go. And recently I've been uh, sharing in our, in our first year and our second year class this, this phrase that's come to mind and I don't even know where, really where it came from. We'll just, we'll just say it was the Lord just, just put on my heart himself. And it's that what happens in our life is never exclusively meant for us. But in God's kingdom, it's a work that's done in us that will then be shared to others through our life. So what happens in our life is never just exclusively meant for us, but God's going to use it in our lives and then work through our lives in that exclusive or in that lesson and in that uh, comfort in our pain to bless and meet others. And so the scripture goes on to say, so that, so God comforts us in all of our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And this is the missional part of our life in Christ. This is part of being an ambassador of Christ. Really, this is part of being the body of Christ, that we are actively going, looking, seeing, you know, not just with our eyes, but really seeing people and comforting those, walking alongside those with the comfort that we've been given by God and sharing that in the lives of others. I don't think you can truthfully, with renewed eyes, walk through this world on a day-to-day basis and not just see people hurting. It's just all too common in our world today. And it's the reality of the Gospels. You walk, you, you walk through any of the Gospels and you're going to see Jesus meeting with, whether intentionally or unintentionally, people who are hurting. Physically, um, you know, mentally, uh, spiritually, he meets them all. And in each of these interactions, his desire is for the person to be transformed, redeemed, renewed, more than just their condition taken away, but that their heart would be changed by the words and the promises that he gives to them. So we, we all carry baggage. We, we, we've all, you know, we, we come through life with hardships. We've all faced a variety of different challenges in our life, real trauma, you know, real um, sin that has, that has been, been working and, and, you know, breaking things in our life. And if that's happening in your life, that's guaranteed to be happening in the lives of others, of of people around you. But most of all, and what I want to encourage you the most in all this is though that is a reality, 
Most of all, there is a real living God who is full of mercy and comfort to work through us and touch the lives of the people that we are rubbing shoulders with. Whether that's someone that we're very familiar with or maybe that's someone that we just met for the first time. And I think one thing we might stumble with or, or think about too much here is like, well, you know, I haven't necessarily experienced that exact same thing that this person's going through. So, you know, am I really able to, to walk alongside them? Am I, am I really able, um, to, to help them? And yes, to an extent, yes, ab- absolutely. You know, you are, we don't need to go out and, and experience the exact same experience in order to then comfort others with the comfort that we've received. Um, that's, I don't think God's, God's word here, but we do share, we all share the reality of living in a sinful, harmful, heartbreaking world. And so though we may not exactly have the same experience, we do all suffer in, in different ways and degrees in the brokenness of this world around us. And that alone should give us a place at somebody's table. That alone, you know, us saying, hey, me too. I, I understand the pain of life and how it goes sideways sometimes, how it goes different than we, what we expect. Um, it's not always fair. You know, th- those alone, those words alone gives you a place at somebody's table. And just to say, me too, for somebody who is hurting, just to let them know that there's another person walking through this, who has walked through this. You know, no one loves being alone, but the worst part about being alone is hurting and being alone. And it was C.S. Lewis who once said, friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, what, you too? I thought I was the only one. And that is a a sad reality that a lot of people, unfortunately, are living with. They are hurting and they think they are alone in that. And we as the body of Christ to a lost and dying world, but also to, to one another, to make our hearts open, as Paul's going to say later in this, in this book, we, we're going to open our hearts to you guys to let you see we have experienced the supernatural grace of God. But the only way that we've ever experienced the supernatural grace of God is by first going through the cross in our flesh. You know, that there is no other way to experience the supernatural comfort, the supernatural, eternal uh, redemptive, resurrected life of Jesus if we first in our flesh have not walked through, gone through the cross. And so dying to ourselves, uh, you know, laying these burdens down at the feet of God, choosing to turn to him in our griefs and despair, you know, this is how we are comforted. And it is in this that we are missional in our relationships with one another, seeking to meet each other where we are at to walk alongside one another and say, me too. But more than that, I have received mercy. God is merciful. I've been comforted. God is my comfort. And we point them to the eternal truth of God's word. This is who God is. He is merciful. This is who God is. He is your comfort. And once we again start with that transform, you know, that, that academic knowledge of the reality of, of God is this. This is the theological point of who God is. From there, that person has the opportunity for their heart 
then to be transformed by who God is, right? And that work begins in their heart of, of being comforted themselves and, and having that personal interaction uh, with somebody. You know, right now, I, I can't help but to think um, one of our guest speakers or our guest speaker this week and next week is Dr. Jerry Benjamin. And I've had the the fun opportunity of, of introducing him a couple of times to the students. And every time I I introduce him, I'm walking out the door. It's always the, the same first proclamation. I am just a signpost that can point others to Jesus. You know, I physically can't take another person's burden. I physically cannot comfort someone with the comfort of God, but I can walk alongside someone and bring them to Jesus, who is merciful. I can bring them to Jesus, who is our comfort. And Jesus is the only one who is able to relate to us in every way, in every fallenness and brokenness, and to say, I get it. I get you. I understand you. You know, Hebrews chapter two, you know, he was made like us so that we would have a merciful and faithful high priest who has been tempted in all the same ways that we have. And ultimately, it is only Jesus who can bring comfort, restoration, and transformation to our hearts. But our opportunity, our reality, walking through hardships and experiencing the grace of God is that we get to do that also in the lives of others. Missionally seeking these people out, looking for uh, those who are, who are heartbroken uh, and who are, who are grieving um, and just caring for them, you know, being the, being the good Samaritan and not just crossing over the other side of the road, but, but walking next to them and just doing everything we can to bring them to the point where they see Jesus and they are comforted by him. And in God's kingdom, that's the multiplication effect that, that is made. You know, they then are missionally minded and they're going to go out, right? And they're going to be um, talking and interacting with others who, who are hurting and, and come, you know, talking to them about God, who is our comfort, God, who's our mercy, and bringing them to that point, you know, where, where their heart is transformed. And multiplication after multiplication, God's work is being done in this world. So the cycle can start over. So my encouragement is this. In our pain, in our hardships, in our, our tribulations, whether that is something that we are currently in right now or that's something that we're coming out of, or even if it's something, you know, that is from our past, uh, that, is, that is present, yes, let's recognize that happened. We're not denying that. That is true. There's, there's hardship. There's trauma. There is, there is aches and pains from the brokenness of sin. But we don't stop there. That is God's redemptive meeting in our hearts where he comforts us and he is our mercy in all affliction, in any trauma, in any despair. He is merciful. He is our comforter. And we experience the resurrected, the supernatural ministry of Jesus in our hearts, healing the broken, um, seeking the lost, and redeeming all that sin has touched. Uh, so he is, he is there. He is present as we, you know, would be the prodigal son that chooses to turn back, to bury our face into his chest, and to know the embrace of the Father, who in an instant is there to meet us with open arms, with the kind, generous, gentle, 
merciful and comforting care of a heavenly father. And then to remember that we, you know, we don't just keep that experience. We don't just keep and hold on to that and say, Ooh, man, I feel good now. I feel great. But to, to take that ministry into the lives of those who we are closest with our friends and our family to see the hurts, to ask them, how are you doing? You know, as, as Kelly would always ask, how are you doing with Jesus? You know, really that kind of gets to the heart of, of how people are really doing. You know, how are you doing with Jesus? How are you? And we meet them with the comfort in which we ourselves have been comforted by God. So I hope that encourages you as it's uh, been a consistent encouragement to me, both in my personal life, um, in my ministry with, with my discipleship group, um, as, a, as a camp director. And, you know, we, we see a lot of that with, with kids. Honestly, we see a lot of that with our staff as, as they are in the summer and the heat exposes things. It sometimes exposes some, some lies and, and some, some hurts that have been hidden for a very long time. And we have the ministry here and the reminder here that Jesus is not only sufficient, but he is far more abundant and able to do all that we think or ask. Hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys uh, stay in touch through, with Kelly through the podcast. Hope you guys are able to visit at some point. Uh, my wife and I, Jewel, and our uh, two kids, Brielle and Callum, uh, are just uh, just hop, skip, and a jump at the lighthouse from, from the hilltops. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to interact with you. And if you are familiar with us, then um, I would love to hopefully this be the first way of announcing that we are expecting our third baby in April. And so we're really excited for that. Uh, so that hopefully that gives you just an even more uh, opportunity to uh, an encouragement to, to come out and, and see uh, what God is doing here at His Hill. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the His Hill podcast featuring our host, Kelly Doherty, and our camp director, Connor Patterson, and his devotional on 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4. through 4. Be sure to follow the His Hill podcast on Instagram and follow us on Spotify or wherever you're listening from and rate us. The higher you rate us, the easier we are for others to find so they can listen too. If you would like to get in touch with Kelly, you can contact him by email at kelly at hishill.org. You can also keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook for more Bible school updates and hilltop happenings. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ alumni. He is worth trusting with everything under the sun and with all that's in your heart. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us this week to another episode of the His Hill Podcast. I'm Lizzie. See you next week.